0: My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're talking. Talking. Talking.
1: Talking. 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 Talking.
0: Talking.
2: Talking. Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. Talking. Talking Tesla. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Talking Tesla. It's 40, we're middle-aged, and uh, it's called... Robert, do you want to say what it's called?
1: <laughs> the you little, named f- it. the little phallus that could. Uh, we'll get back to that. That seems upsetting.
2: We won't call anybody out about being a little phallus, but he uh, knows who he is. He's looking at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thomas, it's Thomas,
0: you're back yeah. from your time in the wilderness. I Give was, us a quick update. I was. You went to South
2: uh, Idaho. Nope, I went South nope. Chicago. No, nope, I went to the Dakota that is South. Ah, what is in it's South the Dakota? The lower one. The Black Hills are in South Dakota. A whole... Please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> a whole ton of nuclear missile silos. How much? Silos. I think we've done
0: this before. There's a uh, metric ton. Uh, there's
2: yeah. a US ton uh-huh. and, and a ton. That's correct. Yes. A whole ton mega of of nuclear missiles are in South Dakota.
0: Excellent, excellent.
2: Mount Rushmore, the founding fathers in stone are yeah. in South Dakota. I was uh-huh. I was a stone's throw from stone. the founding fathers on the Mount of the Rushmore. Wow. And then uh the sitting bowl that they're carving out of another mountain is also in process. And very cool. They're making some good, good process on it. Excellent. Progress. I don't know how long it's going to take. But that's where I was. I had... Uh, See any Teslas s- in South Dakota? No, but, there, but when I landed in Rapid City, the first thing I did was Tesla, Supercharger. Did it? There's two somewhere in Rapid City area.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Those I, I went to uh, Washington, D.C. last week, and I saw, let me count them, one. Ooh, Tesla. That's one a lot of Tesla. Them. Oh my god. What's
2: going on in DC? Come on, step up. I didn't see any electric cars in South Dakota. Granted for a big majority of it I was in the actual Black Hills. Uh, so not Just far lot of, from
1: any electricity.
2: Not a lot of charging infrastructure. No, there's plenty of electricity. I, the first <laughs> time I saw the Mount Rushmore, I was like it's much more impressive than you could imagine it being. You're like, holy crap, they're huge. Yeah. It's cool. It looks beautiful. There's a viewing platform. There's the pile of rocks at the bottom that used to be the rocks that were on the mountain. It's cool. Most of South Dakota or the Black Hills area has been devastated by the pine beetle, though. 40% of their forest has been hit, and they've just the trees are just down everywhere. It's crazy. And is that
0: cause of global warming? Because it doesn't get as cold, and the cold kills the pine beetle in the winter. It's but the winters are not as bad.
2: It's the same as it is here. It's the drought, right? Oh. So the, the pine beetle the the this is not a pine show, but the, the we've pine, got to get to the show. The, 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 pine, so the pine trees can't produce the sap, uh, and that the beetles don't get stuck in the sap, so they just are free will. That free sucks. Willy.
0: All right, let's do the first. We have a very long show. We're going to get to. Uh, let's speed this up. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Tesla is buying Solar City. This is the big news. I'll do my sort of summary, and then uh, somebody here who wrote in purple who shouldn't have.
2: Robert, I was doing
0: it on my iPhone. There's no option to change the text color, <laughs>
2: so this you is changed from, it to purple.
0: This is from uh, Clean Technic. Yeah, it's uh, actually it's from the Tesla blog. So. Uh, they are going to try and buy Tesla's going to try and buy solar city and they say look, Tesla's about sustainable transport and two thousand and fifteen Tesla launched Tesla energy and it 's time to complete the picture and if completed, they believe that the combination of Tesla and Solar city would provide significant benefits to our shareholders and so they 'd be the only vertically integrated energy company all the way from solar panels to EVs to the Tesla energy and uh, there 's been both positive and negative spins to this in the uh, business world but through efficiencies of um, sales, through efficiencies of service, Elon believes that this is a really good thing to do, and it's a great cultural fit. Of course, it's a good cultural fit. You own both companies. <laughs> now, what were we going to say about this? Robert? I was going to
1: say it's not entirely vertically integrated because Elon hasn't
2: yet bought the Sun. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's that. You can't buy the Sun. I tried. Here spoke to the sun. You spoke, to, sun. The, you spoke to light. I did. I did. I've spoken you to the You did spoke sun. to light. Well, we've well,
0: got some other, other
1: stuff here that's really Yeah,
2: it was interesting
1: that Elon said that it was obvious. It was obvious that this needed to be done. And remember when he did the conference, the current really? conference? It was obvious. And he said there was going to be an announcement coming up, and it was obvious. I was so shocked. I almost fell off my chair last Wednesday when <laughs> I heard about this.
0: Yeah, but he was talking about he was going to do the obvious when it came to the Model 3.
1: That's a different thing. I thought
0: this was By obvious Solar at the like, and Why didn't they have Solar City right at the beginning? I think it's perfectly obvious. This is a smart thing to do. But I, I, I know how much about uh, business. Almost nothing. Probably less than
1: that. <laughs> so <laughs> it, <laughs> he spoke of he spoke of uh, accelerating the tide of history. Uh-huh. I thought that was fantastic. It I was such a talks. wide, yeah, such a wide. He wanted to, uh, of course, move a sustainable energy future. Primarily with solar and virtually entirely electric vehicles.
0: He's talking about you said in here that this is potentially a trillion dollar company.
2: Of so, course he is. He owns oh, okay. He owns both of them. If I owned both of them, I'd be like, this is potentially going to be a trillion dollar <laughs> company. So
1: you can put your money back into it yeah. instead of keeping pulling, well, continuing to pull your. Well, money I mean, out.
2: the stock the stock market did not agree. Right. No. We can all agree that the stock market did not agree. I think of what I read, it was
1: 30 to 1 against.
2: Yeah. And, and and people who own the companies. Now, there was a whole bunch of stories out there about, you know, one company went down, the other company went up, that sort of evened it out. And it sort of was like stock arbitrage people were playing on a certain level. And they still are. Very, very confusing. There, It's going to balance itself out at some point, but it got much more expensive because uh, Tesla crashed like 10% the next day after the announcement and hasn't recovered at this point.
1: Time to buy in the 190s. Yeah. So he's talking about increasing sales so that when you go and buy your Model 3, they'll also get you financing and hitting you up for a power wall and a set of solar panels so that you can drive on photon power. And I, power thought, that was, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Well, I don't know. In, in another year or a year and a half when the Model 3 actually comes out, the world's going to
2: be a bit of a different place. But but that's not going to make the power wall make any more sense than it does today, dude. Seriously, you know that as well as I do. So, again, do you think it's – he realizes that people were starting to come to the the conclusion that maybe the power wall wasn't going to be great and this, this integration of power wall makes sense? I mean – the guy standing next to you was like, he had like a power wall cheerleader outfit with yeah, powerwall. Power, he has was, a power wall was, tattoo. There's a tattoo on his right. upper arm. And even he is like, I don't see I'm in it.
1: the room. But
2: think about it. <laughs> I'm think about here. it. Part Are of you? Cost, oh, sorry. I didn't notice you. Sorry. So
1: we look at like some of the, we look at the units. Okay. Uh-huh. We look at the battery. We look at the cells on the roof. We look at the actual power wall, but a lot of the cost has to do with how they interact with one another. The converter, the wiring, all of the hardware, that goes between these units that we use are going to be made cheaper. That's what Elon is saying. So
0: I I agree with that. I think if at the power right now, what Tom was suggesting is that I was all about it and then I realized it's just the payback period is like 20 years at the best case scenario. So I'm not going to buy one. Um, But as Robert's saying, if there's this vertical integration and if you can bring down the the cost of these batteries for a gigafactory and the cost of installation because you all work together and the cost of marketing because you all work. And now that thing is now a half third, a quarter of the price. Then you start to like, Okay, now we'll be ready. It's all about the cost per storage. And if this vertical integration, like you said, works, we'll get back to the power. Right now, stupid. Soon, may not be. Thomas, I'm in the room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, but I don't see it. I I mean, I don't see why he's going to... So he's all of a sudden going to reduce the price of it instantaneously? Like, obviously he wants to get there. Yeah. Tom has high demands. But but, but we're going to talk about this later well i mean there's output issues right there's input issues there's size issues there's all sorts of issues with the power wall that don't exist in the reusable car batteries that we're going to discuss at some point as well and that there's no additional manufacturing impact when doing that the you know
1: get this now that Elon has control
2: of the three elements of his system. Oh, because he didn't before as CEO of both companies. Really? It's just more efficient.
1: There's a lot (laughs) less board meetings to go to. There is.
2: That's more efficient for Elon. (laughs) Come on
1: now. Imagine when they're going to be able to flip the software so that your power wall, your car battery, solar panels all work in tandem so the power can flow in both directions.
2: But All didn't of a sudden, he talk about never being able to use the car to power your house? Hasn't that been like a thing? I, I can't believe that. that. I've not heard that. That's
1: been a holy grail of energy yeah. Uh, yeah. experts not, for a long but time. But then what's
2: to stop people – okay, let's go take this a step further then. What's to stop people who live near a supercharger from going and – F- keeping their car fully charged every day and only charging their house on the supercharger. I believe
0: in a prior episode you brought that up, which I thought was genius. I'm going to the supercharger, I fill it up, I go back, I plug in my in my house, I run my house and my car from the Elon.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's called software and it's called net.
2: <laughs>
1: Elon's watching. He's like, oh, I don't think so, Tom.
2: <laughs> Click. Right, that's why he wants the power wall on my house, so he can stop me from using my car to power my house.
1: Yeah, I mean, that kind of thing can be monitored and changed and stopped.
0: Is it it fair to say that I think that this vertical integration makes a lot of sense, I can see lots of efficiencies there, but the stock market doesn't agree? But
1: who cares about the stock market? The stock market is stupid. They said Tesla would fail when it was $18 a share. Well, I was all excited about it, and Tom just brings it all down. I'm not
2: trying to bring it down, I'm just trying to understand what... What he's trying to do, the interesting aspect of it, I think, again, is there is definitely a sales mechanism to this, right? So you can walk into a Tesla store. You can see your solar city panels on the thing. Robert has his hand up. I just started talking, and he put his (laughs) hand up. What the fuck? Mm, it's is happening is in this, this a show. Filibuster? Right? Tom, are you doing a I'm filibuster? I'm not filibustering. I'm just saying. Okay, so now I go into a to a store and I'm buying a thirty five thousand dollar Model Three and a thirty five thousand dollar solar system
1: with a battery in Does it. Does that
2: include Neptune? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> or is Neptune an option, a wedge of the, in the sun, my solar system.
1: So he also talked about how if he did a special deal from Tesla to Solar City of some sort of integration with battery and Panels and car that it would not be uh, like ethical that he would have to he couldn't give Solar City special consideration. So by combining the companies, there's none of this ethical. Okay, you're making faces.
2: Why? I don't know why. Why companies make deals with other companies all the time? I was curious However, about that. If Solar City doesn't have the better price, what if what if SunPower? Came to Tesla and said, "I'd love to get a part of that deal. I'll do it for thirty percent cheaper." Is Elon still going to go with Solar City? Well, that would be a problem. That would be an ethical quandary, as it were. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just I guess... feeling
0: really sad now. So Why? excited about it because. Why?
2: You're supposed to be a
0: fanboy. Tom. <laughs> You're supposed to just like everything that he does, and you don't. That's no, upsetting. I, I
2: think it is, but obviously, Solar City is struggling, which is why this is attractive at the moment. Robert added some information about a. Uh, sil- Salivo Solar? I can't pronounce it correctly.
1: I couldn't either. I was sitting here staring at it, going, <laughs> How do you say this?
2: How do and you say and this? that's interesting because they appear to have done a lot of interesting things that you've noted with their panels. They're going into production. They're going to be in the gigawatt factory. So maybe that's what it was. But again, I don't necessarily understand. Is it going to be a distraction for Tesla? It's to a, own little... a solar city to own solar city at a point where they're they really need to be focused on production. People are still curious about whether they have the ability to produce these things, and now are they going to sort of take key engineers and move them off like that's, or is it only marketing? That could in- be
1: part of the economies of scale where you move your engineering staff where they need to be. So this, you know, the engineers who are sitting right now at Tesla are probably thinking to themselves, "Holy." Mm. now the the chance of having the two-week vacation is going to be a two-week vacation in buffalo (laughs) (laughs) i like the idea that you know him and his cousins who are very smart
0: are basically going to be in the same boardroom together and i think again for top management in terms of that efficiency i see it as really efficient now we're all in the same room and we're allowed to talk to each
1: other all the time about the same stuff and we can really i like that part of it i like that a lot I wonder when he's going to combine the panels, the battery, the car, with a small spaceship that you can take to get to your grandparents' house faster. So maybe they're going to put wheels and motors on the solar panels, and we're going to get to that in a minute. All right, let's talk about the Leaf.
0: Enough of you. The Leaf is getting 200 miles. So this is from Extreme Tech. The next generation Leaf is said to get 200 miles. They're going to offer a 60-kilowatt battery pack. So they will have models, theoretically, with 84-mile uh, range, 107, 200-plus miles. It's due in 2008. And is this a direct result of Tesla and Bolt being 200 200- plus miles? I believe so. Is it as a direct result of the fact that the Nissan is uh, crashing in terms of sales because it's not going to go far enough because of the um, Model 3? We don't know what charging system that they'll use. Nissan is really into the Chattamo, but they're also backers, I believe, of the CCS standard. That's the J1772 AC fast charging plus the DC little dongle at the bottom of it that Bolt and other people are going to use. So what do you think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and
1: girls, about the new LEAF? 200 miles. I think it's great. I think it's great to spread the EV love. And that's basically what they're doing. I'm a little concerned about the fact that the Leaf does not have full temperature control of the battery pack. And that's something that Tesla has and that Leaf owners have suffered from when they are living in places like Arizona and their cars are not getting near the range because it's 129 degrees outside.
0: So is this is – you wrote this down here. This is some technical thing that reduces
1: the um, efficiency of the battery or de- de- degradation of the battery over time? Both. Both. Heat and cold will affect the battery. And there's a lot of research going on on how to deal with the cold. But that's not really what's coming up in the future, I think, for us who live in the
2: right. habitable world. But in cold weather areas, the Tesla uses a lot of energy to keep its battery temperature regulated when it's even when it's not being driven. True. That's something that happens – I don't know what that how that affects its range, but when I read about it, it affects it ten percent, maybe a little bit more you know it's sort yeah. of anecdotal, depends on how cold it is, things like that And if
1: you look at that new leaf, it is slick it is really nice, but that of course yeah. is just
2: a prototype.
0: yeah, they've got a picture of a prototype which looks really slick Now I said here, Tom, I loved my leaf. I had yeah. that leaf for three years mm-hmm. and I loved it because it was an EV yeah. It had crappy range. It had about 70 miles of real-world range. But it was short, It was small and zippy, and I could park it easily. And uh, if there was a 200-mile LEAF when I went to buy my Tesla two years ago, there would have been some serious competition. I probably would have gone yeah. with the
2: LEAF. I think yeah. you probably would have definitely gone with the LEAF because – uh, was kicking and screaming to get you to buy a Tesla for quite a few months, just
0: for cost. I mean, I'm assuming right, right. that this isn't going to be a hundred thousand dollar Leaf. I'm assuming it's going to be a thirty or forty thousand dollar. And then I would have, I definitely would have gone Leaf first, Tesla second.
2: Yeah, and then the thing to consider about the Leaf is that Nissan's only at about a hundred thousand units of total sales. So if this thing, let's say the Leaf, the Bolt, the and the three all get to market at the same time and are basically about the same price, yes. Out the door, yes. Only the leaf and the bolt are going to get that federal tax credit for that first hundred thousand units. Because Tesla sold too many, Tesla will be at that number, unless, of course, that gets extended. Will that get extended? I could see the government extending it for U.S. manufacturers. maybe? Maybe so. Then that's still the bolt for X amount of units. So, that, that, again, that's going to come into play. If all three of them, and if a couple of them hit the market first and get... Let's say the bolt, hits the, the bolt and the Leaf hit the market first and are really well received, will that affect some of those early orders? I don't think it's going to affect it in the long term, right? Because eventually, they're all going away unless it's going to be extended, right? So, so in lo- the long run, in five years, it's not going to matter. They're all going to be on equal playing field. But that initial right. jump... What is that going to look like?
0: Well, let me ask you this question. If all things were equal, yeah. Uh, all these three, the Leaf, the Bolt, the Tesla Model 3. Yeah. 30,000 bucks after taxes and whatever, maybe 35,000, maybe yeah. 40. Let's say they're all the same. Yeah. Which one do you buy?
2: Tesla, supercharged.
0: Why? Thank you. He said so fast I couldn't even get out. (laughs) Which one are you buying?
2: I'd buy the Tesla. I trust the technology. Yeah, Um, it's not about. But for me again, it's not. I trust all three of the technologies, right? I test. I trust GM's technology. I trust Nissan's technology. I want my car to be able to charge fast. I want to be able to drive it. Yeah, but at the same time, Nissan and GM.
1: Nissan and GM have not had the paradigm shift that Tesla has created. You're buying a car that's going to come from a dealership that's used to seeing you back over and over and over again so there's going to be i think a lot more maintenance to do with these cars that come from the standard producers than from tesla was that
2: the case with your leaf did you feel like you were going to do the same sort of maintenance no i just went
1: once a
0: year it was like it was like the tesla but i disagree with you i much prefer i would much prefer a tesla because i believe that their technology is better they've been doing it longer they've been banging their heads against this ev wall maybe not longer than the leaf but uh, the Leaf was such a different, smaller car. I don't know. People trust
2: Nissans, right? Yeah, people Nissan trust is the good. reliability of them.
0: Maybe I'm just saying I don't so, think I'll buy a Chevy
1: Bolt. I bought the, uh, the plug-in Prius. It was like one of the first plug-in cars available that had the range. And every time I went to the dealership, it was like I was a Martian visiting the planet Earth. <laughs> and I'd walk in and they'd look yeah. at my car like it was the first time they ever freaking yeah. saw –
2: a car with a plug. The same with me when I take the Rav Four in. They they like they have no they had no idea initially about it. They can't answer questions about it. It really is amazing. I added a little something in here to break up the the vitriol that I knew was going to happen in these first things. What is, gentlemen, the second largest EV market in the United States after California? Melvis, you go first.
0: After California, second biggest EV market is going to be. Not South Dakota. New
2: York. Robert. Hawaii. Both of you are incorrect. Oh it's in the south. Yes. It's a it's Georgia. What? Really? Very robust state incentives in Georgia.
1: And they also have a big sculpture carved into the side of a mountain there.
2: Again, I don't do they?
1: Yeah. Of what? It's of the Confederate Army, like, charging across. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Edit. <laughs> it's impressive, Have I saw it. It's really yeah. impressive,
0: yeah. Uh, so, uh, can we move on? And where we moved on to was actually talking about uh, chargers, but I need to jump in here because there was a couple of errors there. But I wanted to say this, that um, most of the supercharging, the fast DC charging occurring in the U.S. right now is via Tesla chargers. Chatmo is the next biggest, and then there's this CCS standard, which the Bolt is going to use, is the third biggest um, in terms of just the numbers that are deployed. And in different countries, you get uh, different numbers there. But Chatmo just recently announced a 150-kilowatt, 350-amp uh, charger, which will be very fast, uh, up, you know, I think as fast as a Tesla supercharger. And now they're even talking about a 350-kilowatt version. So that could be as fast as anything that Tesla has and as fast as basically to keep them up with the CCS charging. So we have uh, what is a bit of a fight between Chathamo, between Tesla, between the CCS standard, and um, but they're all getting faster and faster and faster. And that will now, I hope, put this next bit of the discussion into context.
1: Tesla secretly not secretly, but it didn't hit the news much. joined the CCS program, right? They couldn't actually be founding members because they waited too long. But they, I think
0: that they're going to do something with the CCS. I think there's going to be supercharging with the fast uh, with the supercharger and the CCS. So well, they're, the C- they're
1: doing something there. CCS is supposed to then top out at 200 kilowatt hours. Um, well, when I
0: kilowatts, we, we had a a battery expert. I mean, a charging expert who said that uh, theoretically they could be even faster. Than the superchargers With the the versions that potentially could come So we'll see There's not that many of them around yet
2: And I, and I don't ever see There's a chatmo charger around the corner from my house I've never, ever, ever seen a car plugged into it
0: That is so interesting that you say that Because <laughs> I walk down there all the time And guess what I saw yesterday, A car Tom? plugged into it? I saw a leaf plugged into it And I took a picture for you Nice Because I thought you'd be so excited <laughs> There it is Oh
1: my goodness Well, by my house There are two CCS chargers And a J seventeen seventy two. I use the J seventeen seventy two. I feel like I feel like really retro when I go and plug in my Tesla. This is at the Trader Joe's in Culver City. Is it free? It the J seventeen seventy two is, although it has the whole setup for putting in your credit card and all this other stuff. But every time I plug in, Shh. it just works. It's free, <laughs> but not I anymore, went, Robert. I nice went. work. <laughs> I have one at my house. It doesn't really matter. But I went to uh, I went there the other day, and there were two cars plugged into the CCS. All right, let's continue on. Remember. This
0: is really going slow here. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Prius. The Prius brings back the solar charger. So in 2010, Prius had a solar panel on the roof, and it didn't actually charge the car, but it charged things like AC and stuff because that panel was only 50 watts, which can't do too much. In 2017, Prius is bringing it back with an upgrade, and the author from this article, from where? Okay
2: one like guy electric, <laughs> I just love. How you're so excited about saying that week after week after week. I just love it for I the know, rest of my it life. the I love best. It.
0: This author presumes that it's going to have about three to five times that capacity. And uh, Prius says, or Toyota says, that it will boost range by about 10%. But this is a plug-in Prius. It only gets 22 miles. So in theory, if you Woo. left it in the sun for 10 days, you could fill it up. But it's not going to be available <laughs> in the U.S. for now because
2: it
1: doesn't pass some sort of rollover test. Give it to test. the
2: Euros. It doesn't pass rollover <laughs> testing. What the hell? What is that? Solar Prius. So
1: you reminded me, I saw this when I was out in Westlake. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's uh, a Prius with lots of solar panels. Gen 2 Prius, in which this guy puts solar panels on the roof. He's actually constructed a solar panel to fit so he to the did epoxies it himself. onto the roof. And you could theoretically buy them. Although I tried looking up the website, and it doesn't work, and I tried calling the phone number, and I couldn't get through. and is so that,
2: Is that a crack where it folded around the yeah. antenna? <laughs> yeah, it did. That's it's kind of, awesome. So it, we,
1: in a prior episode, we talked about if like if you
0: put a pretty efficient solar panel on about the size of the a Model S. Don't worry about that microphone, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we thought you might be able to get up to five miles a day charging on one of these things, and yeah. so is it worthwhile? And no. So maybe no. it's what? only three or four miles? No. Pro- well, I don't know, because I hate in my car outside, and if I got three or four miles a day just by sitting out there doing nothing, that'd be right as long as they didn't charge me $20,000 for it. It would
1: keep you from bricking your battery. Yeah. If you went away for a long time, you wouldn't have to plug it in, as long as you were not parked in a parking
0: structure. <laughs> so Tom brings it
2: <laughs> up. Please, have your peace. Go on, Mr. I-hate-everything-today. I hate everything today i hate everything. I just don't. I like to park in the shade. My car gets hot. Are you not going to lose the efficiency? So this is the first thing that I thought of, right? So I'm parked in the sun versus the shade for an hour at Trader Joe's. I'm going to get 0.2 miles if I park in the sun, but I'm going to have to turn my air conditioner on full blast as soon as I get in there. Is that going to reduce lo- lose that efficiency? Anyways, I,
1: I got here at eight fifty five this morning, and it is so effing hot outside. Right, I would put my air conditioning on
2: regardless. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If it's could be one hundred and forty degrees or right, one hundred twenty degrees, parked in the shade, it wouldn't I be. Think, you wouldn't have to put it quite. Look, at full I think blast. that's a, a good point. But
0: thanks. If you can't park, park in the shade, coffee and donuts. If you can't park in the shade like me, then. I wouldn't mind a solar okay. panel charging thing, that's out. cool.
2: I mean, I read one article, one comment. The guy's like, So, I'm sorry, they talk about you could go to the airport. If you go to the airport for 10 days, you could fully charge your car for, I don't know, the average airport $22 a day,
1: <laughs> $220. Well, what's the uh, alternative? Take a cab and leave your car at home and let it charge all up.
2: There you go. Or well, an Uber. Or. So- why Anything? are they doing
1: this? Why are they doing this? People Marketing. I love I love Tesla people. I love the public, but the reality is they don't know all the details. Right. And when you go and buy a car and you say, "Whoa, solar panels on the roof. Yes. How much cooler is this car?" Then that car, which do, they don't even bother to do that. It's, I want the solar panels on my roof. It's that Prius marketing. effect. It's yeah.
0: pure marketing. And actually, when the Leaf came out, the Leaf, my first generation Leaf, had a little solar panel, a little tiny solar panel. And I asked, what does it do? And the guy said, well, basically, it charges uh, the AC a little bit. And somebody specifically asked, is that a marketing ploy? And the head of Nissan at the time, and I can't remember his name, said, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's really not that functional, but people like yeah, to think that it's big. Blows a little big, fan. Uh, that uh it, so i agree but this podcast is about uh, explaining to people yeah it's really not very functional you cannot at this point in time and i can't see the physics of this changing run your car
2: 40 or 50 miles a day off one solar panel off the roof not going to happen right and if it's let's say it's a $500 option what's the payback what if it just comes with the car but I, uh, okay then sure then then leave it up there i mean if first did, off if you're going if you're in 2016 going to the Toyota dealer to buy a car with 22-mile range and you're listening to this show, you should stop doing one of those things.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, Tom. <laughs> That's so harsh.
2: You can, if you only drive 10 miles a
0: day and you buy a Prius because it's cheap, come on. Do you good just agree to with me? About what?
2: About what I just said. No, I think they should listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, they should not buy a 22-mile range Prius. They are Why? going to be unless because at the end of the day they're going to be disappointed. Pablo bought the Volt. At the end of the day he was disappointed by it.
1: So I bought my plug-in Prius because I wanted to have the option of having electricity drive around town. But then I drove 50 miles each way to work. And in 2012 or 20, whenever it was that I bought the car, there were no options. I could not get electric all the way. And so what if you live in an area where there are no superchargers? There are few or no other realistic way to charge your car to drive 60 miles on your trip every weekend to your cabin. So you can't get there in a LEAF. You can't get there in a whatever. You've got to go the extra distance. You don't want to buy a Tesla. So you have to go, let's say you have to drive 130 miles each way to your cabin on Saturday and come back on, on Monday. What are you going to do? It's a great interim
2: technology. I love it. How dare you? How, how dare you? You know what? Love the Prius. He had a salient argument. You said, "How dare you?" Twice. <laughs> Robert wins. Okay, let's. That make sense for Can that we, particular since thing. Since you're in a row, also, move on. you have a cabin. Does it not have electricity? Put a freaking charger in. Your oh cabin. you know what?
0: Chargers are cheap. <laughs> you should put uh, Tesla Powerwall on there too, and some solar panels, and some panels. Eh, just saying. Okay, let's move on. Wow. Ford Ford Focus. If
2: you are angry at the Prius as (laughs) being not particularly good. I'm not angry at the Prius. I'm angry at Toyota for making compliance vehicles. Um, Here we go. Let's talk about the
0: Ford Focus. So this is in the Truth About Cars 2016 EV Focus Review. Full charge takes 3.5 hours on 240 volts and 20 hours on 120 volts. It's a 23-kilowatt Battery. It gets sixty eight miles range. It's cost about thirty dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. The reviews are generally positive, but I said really, sixty eight miles, that's not getting it done anymore. In,
2: in Robert's scenario, I go to my cabin on Friday night. Sixty miles away from my house. One hundred and thirty. I unplugged. it's one hundred and thirty. You get I halfway it. to. It's your, not one hundred and thirty. No, I say one hundred and thirty each way. You get halfway oh, well, to your. None of th- these cars. <laughs> so now, no matter what, I need to buy a Tesla, <laughs> or a bull, or
1: a plug-in Prius. So for thirty thousand dollars and gas,
2: sixty-eight miles
0: is not getting it done. And I feel bad for Ford because they've probably been working on this for three years and it's just not good enough anymore.
2: Yeah, Ford. Miles. Ford. Letter to Ford from Talking Tesla. Let's go, people! Come on, you guys are falling very, very far behind. They are going to be left in the dust very quickly if they do not get this. Unless they have thing some secret fixed.
1: warehouse somewhere where they're developing the entire Ford yeah. line in electricity. So
2: doesn't it does seem That'd like this cool. EV F one fifty electric that would be a blowout vehicle? Oh, it would be ridiculous. The torque.
1: The torque. I try and explain this to my friends who I work with who live in the Ventura County. Yeah. And there they have a lot of trucks. Yeah. And they like going up the grades in their yeah. big 250, 350 trucks. And they say, why? I say, why? And they say, the torque. <laughs> I was like, you have never driven with me, friend. Yeah. Come here. Can yeah, you imagine?
0: It? They would sell so many if they could get the price about right. I just don't know why it hasn't happened
1: yet. Because it's we need more. It's, we need more. We need economies of scale. Because
2: they need – people who have the trucks are going to, A, want some fast-charging capabilities. Yes. And they're going to want to be able to be off – you know, to have a lot of range so they can go a long distance. So they can be in the the middle of the desert and things like that. It's like we need another gigafactory. We know most of the people that drive those F-150s aren't doing that. But it's still that psychological, I've got the big zombie apocalypse truck – what am I going to do with it?
1: Hey, are we done with Ford now? Thanks. Yes, let's move on to the Model 3.
0: <laughs> Model 3 news. Here we go. Don't be so sad about it. Let's so move this on to is- the Model 3. Yeah! This is from Chalukit. <laughs> That's the no, new one I'm throwing. no.
2: No? No. I can't stop. It? No. It
1: just reminds me of Jalopy. Do it slow. Uh, so, up, no, no, I don't like it anyway. So,
0: um, they report on seeing a Model 3, or at least somebody who posted on their website found a Model 3 driving down the road and they get a little nice spike hand bitty. You can see a link in the show notes. It's got really clean lines. It looks like a tiny S. The interior, though, that you get a little picture from them going past it looking inside, it looks really clean. There's nothing in there. Um, so I just get excited. Really excited when I see these prototypes out there because it seems more real to me. It's happening, they're testing, it's going to be good.
2: As opposed to the three you saw on stage that people were driving around yeah, on day? Yeah, I don't know day. why.
0: When I see That's it on weird, the roads, right? I get excited. Then Robert's showing us a picture. <laughs> Of a sketch that was sent to him because he stood in line for a long time to order his Model Three. And I'm sure chose. ours are
2: coming. Beautiful, thanks, Elon.
0: We don't get them because we didn't stand in line. We went and stood in the
1: internet, and we don't get any we, of these nice things sent to We live
2: posted the whole situation as it was happening.
1: Well, you can enjoy it. Here it is. So it's, it's a sure. beautiful eight by ten mock-up of the sort of the prototype sketches yeah. by Franz. From
2: my last kids, year. My kids really like the blue, too, by the way. And a blue note. Blue is
1: very nice. There's a note that says, thank you for ordering a Model 3, Elon. Oh, it's so sweet. So what do
0: you think about this? Are you excited like me that the prototypes are out there moving around? Very this is the exciting. car I want. I'm telling you, the Model 3 is the car I want. You want to have that discussion right now? Let's go.
2: <laughs> I, I don't, because you're just going to get mad at me. Oh, you can't just take it? I can take it but I I don't want to be the like voice of negativity on this show yeah, to all of your guys marshmallow fluff and candy canes I'm just
0: saying look uh, so I had let's go through the story again cuz it's a great story it's not at all boring uh, <laughs> I have a Model S What? Yeah. No you had
2: a leaf uh, well, I had
0: a lift. but then I got a Model S, uh-huh. and then I ordered a Model X, and I thought, well, uh, I'm not sure if the wife's going to want it or not. Well, she wasn't sure. How'd that sure. work out for you? I never, I never <laughs> ever get to drive an X ever now because she loves it and drives it all the time. Uh-huh. So I thought I'd get myself an X, but now I'm thinking, um, I'm just going to keep my S for two years, and I'm going to get a Model 3. Okay. The reason I'm going to get the Model 3 is because I like that smaller size, yeah. bit zippy around town. Mm-hmm. But mostly I'm going to wait because of the new sensors and the technologies. And if I'm going to get a new car, I want basically as autonomous as possible. Yeah. So rather than spending $100,000 on an X or $100,000 on an S in two years, I'm going to spend $35,000 and just get a no, Model you're not. 3. But no, you're not.
1: No, you're not. You're going to spend $55,000 yeah. plus destination For all fee, the
2: stuff that you wanted.
1: Plus sales tax. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's still half it's what It's going to be, be- $65,000.
0: Don't say that. All right. It's still a lot less than I would buy an X or an S for. And although I love
2: the X. You do. You love the X. You love sitting up higher. I do you like said that. that. And, and, okay. I do. I know we're talking about this show for like the normal person. I get it. In this particular instance, we're talking about you. Okay. What the do you care? Why do you care? Why would you just not get the car you really, really want? The difference to you is negligible. You know what? You can have a three. Let Micah drive it around. <laughs> drive it occasionally when you want to drive a small zippy-pippy thing. But, like, the first time you're like, hey, boys, do you want to go play golf? And me and Jason and Tony show up with our golf clubs and uh, we're holding them in our laps in the back of the Model 3, you're going to be like, this was a mistake. That is the best argument I've
0: Ninety-five percent of the time, I'm taking my clubs by myself. I'll ask
2: my wife, "Can I use the X, please?" She'll say no. Right, but this note that you wrote. But this note that you wrote here is, I think, I will keep the S and give up my X to save some cash. Yeah, you're not. The X is going zero places. Oh,
0: I'm, no, I meant the one that I've already ordered.
2: Oh, the other that didn't make any X2. sense. X2. Oh, X. X2. We'll see. This is going to be
0: fascinating, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're going to follow the developments as they occur over the next two years. Will Mel keep an S? Will he get an X? Or will he be happy with the Model 3? Nobody cares. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I,
2: mean, I, I like, like driving the S, and I don't know that I would want... A smaller. I like the big back seat for when I'm sitting back there, which happens occasionally. Autopilot testing. This is from Tesla. We love those guys. Hygiene Hayden. We do. Um,
0: so they have a little article here about a sighting of a test mule in Pennsylvania. So it's a new model. <gasps>
2: That's my test mule sound <laughs> <Wow. laughs> effect. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs>
0: so it's got the new Model S uh, for sort of facade on the front. They called it a. Is it fascia? Fascia. 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 So so I've got the new uh, Model S Fascia, and it's got some other sensors uh, on the outside of that. It's got lots of sensors up sort of higher around where the rear vision mirror is. Yeah, a lot of extra sensors. This is sort of uh, Autopilot 2.0. But the, the sort of the thoughts I had here is that when you see these mules and they've got all these things and it, it, doesn't really tell you what's going to be in the next version. Because like Apple, I'm sure, Tesla is testing 20 different types of sensors constantly who knows what'll actually get to market but they are pushing this stuff forward clearly we need different better sensors if we're going to be full autonomous do we know that I mean,
2: are we 100% convinced this is a tesla test car and I not am. just an aftermarket guy somebody else working on some aspect of of autonomy or some other kind of thing i'm not 100% convinced only because it's in pittsburgh What's well, wrong if, it, with was Pittsburgh? In, if it was in, if nothing is wrong with Pittsburgh, that's not a negative comment. I love Pittsburgh. They got Promanti sandwiches in Pittsburgh. Beautiful, beautiful things.
1: Well, if it was in Tel Aviv, Israel, I'd say no. It was Mobileye doing the research, since Mobileye has contracted with Tesla. But looking at this, I think it's really interesting. They've got two of the very same sensors in the front. One of them is behind a faux piece of fascia. And the other one is exposed in the lower portion. I think they're working on kind of concealing a lot more of this technology so that, number one, the car may be more aerodynamic. It may be more durable because a a bird or a rock that hits the lower sensor that's open isn't going to take it out while you're driving at 80 miles an hour and asleep in the front seat.
0: Yeah, it certainly looks like they're testing to see if these sensors work as well if they're hidden behind uh, the fascia. And without all the exposure.
2: So what you're saying there is that they're driving them both, and then they're going to extrapolate the data and see that the sensor picked up the same exact sort of
1: And I think this car, or one like it, has been seen before. There was another car with this odd thing sticking off the front of the car uh, that was photographed, I don't know, two or three months ago.
0: I saw one actually on the way back from San Francisco, going down the the freeway, that had… It had so much crap on the inside of it, electronics and extra sensors and stuff, and, and that was a year ago. So, you know, they're testing. That's well, this all one had some testing.
2: extra cameras up high right. as well, maybe to, you know, see stop signs, stop lights. The Verge had this article. Tesla offered free a free trial of autopilot for those people who have it on their cars that didn't pay for it right you know this is this ah. is what this story is about clearly you gentlemen did not Read it. click the link you thank you for playing uh the freaking home game um so basically this story is tesla invited a bunch of people who didn't who have autopilot capabilities but hadn't turned it on to have a test of it i think this is pretty interesting and this does this answer uh, the bigger question about being able to sort of turn on and off the bigger capacity battery as well on occasions, you know, potentially. The, and the other thing that I thought about with the bigger battery thing, and I know this doesn't pertain to this, or even a hack for this, like somebody's going to hack into this and figure out how to turn this crap on for free, oh, yeah. right?
0: Yes, this is going to be like stealing your cable. <laughs> uh, I, I'm an incredibly smart uh, yeah. engineer. And I'm just t- buying the cheapest Model 3 I can, and then I'm turning it all on yeah. myself with a weekend project,
2: baby. And then every once in a while, Tesla will like do an update, update and yep. then turn it off, and you'll have to rehack it. It'll be like, it.
0: be like uh, you
2: know,
0: do uh, you do with your iPhone, it's called... Um, Unlock Jailbreaking. Jailbreaking your iPhone. will be jailbreaking your car. And every new software <laughs> update, you'll have to do it again.
2: But so what do you guys think about this, The them offering this trial? I think it's, I a, think it's, it's great. A, it's a pretty wily little marketing move on this. genius.
1: This goes with the uh, whole escape Australian taxes ploy.
2: Turn all I, th-
0: I think there's definitely that incentive for some people for taxes. But also I just think if dropping $60,000 on a car is just like, I can't do that. I can do $40,000 on a car. But then six months later, you've saved some more pennies, and you're like, um, yeah, turn on autopilot. I think psychologically it's a great way to sell expensive stuff to people in bits.
1: I think Santa Claus has a part in this. You know, it's really hard to drive that sleigh with those reindeer all through those winter nights. Just imagine if Santa Claus could just say, oh, Mel wants to add autopilot this Christmas <laughs> to his car. I'll just make that happen.
2: He's talking about Santa bringing you a gift.
1: You know Santa's not real,
2: right? <laughs> i don't know i grew up up in the synagogue i don't believe believe santa has autopilot but he only uses it one night a year (laughs) (laughs) so this would be perfect for him he'd be like can i just get a day trial right
0: (laughs) um I want
2: Santa's autopilot, by the way.
0: <laughs> the fact that he can visit so many people in one night is really, it's almost as if it's not possible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Again, me and Robert, synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Santa
0: is really uh, Christian-specific. I think he might be just made up for yeah, everybody. a made-up Christian-specific <laughs>
1: thing.
2: Is are it? we going into theology? religious podcast now? Where, what is Edit.
0: the where does? What is the genesis of Santa? Next I think show. it was Coca-Cola. Uh, I think it was Coca-Cola or it was something like that. absolutely
2: not Coca-Cola. Like... It was Krampus from <laughs> Germany, I believe. This week in Santa. Oh, good Lord. Please cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I will. Um, does somebody want to do the ethics of consumer preferences? Is that a color that I don't even know? This, who did
2: that? I, yeah, this must be Robert.
1: Yeah, this was mine. And this is an interesting article. From Wed from Wired, that talked about what uh, goes in the mind of the programmers and how are they going to face situations in which a car is barreling down the road and something happens. And there's two choices. One choice is to, you know, kill an entire family in a car that you're going to hit because you're trying to avoid something else. Or are you going to Uh, drive on through, which saves you and your car's occupants. And there was another article actually from Zocalo that talked about this as well. And I thought these are interesting, like theoretical questions. But the bottom line is, is that people said when they were questioned, I want my car to do what's the best thing possible, to minimize harm, to minimize damage, and that's what I believe. And then when they asked them in a way that was sort of shielded, that they really didn't understand maybe what the intent of the question was. They all voted that I want my family safe, I want me safe, and I don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah, this I thought is, that was interesting. This is
0: basic human psychology. So you're saying you could have autonomous driving features that make you, the person in the car, really safe yes. versus autonomous driving features that make sure the pedestrians around you are safe. And you, if you get a choice, will say kill them all
1: as long as me and my family are okay run them over right do you do you program these systems to minimize harm to all or just to minimize harm to the occupants
2: so the scenario that we're talking about theoretically a scenario is there's a big rig on the left hand side of your truck of your car and you're driving down the road and a pedestrian Comes out in front of you On the right hand side Let's
0: make it four small school children Four
2: small school children with their puppies <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Just to make it a little more A little more sad Yep. Okay. And so your car has to decide Do I veer I can't brake in time Which would be obviously the best option Do yes. I veer into the big rig And potentially kill myself And the driver of that Of the big rig because that happens or do I plow into the four school kids with puppies? This is not funny, first off. What the hell? It is actually it's a, a
0: fascinating concept because, you know, movies and books are written about this. Yeah. The same scenario. The, the person is sitting in the car and they have to choose, hit the big rig or hit the kids. And what would you do, Tom?
2: Well, the co- what would I?
0: If there were no puppies, makes it a little harder. <laughs> but there's puppies,
2: Tom. There's puppies. What would you do as a driver, As a person, as a non-autonomous driver, what 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 would your reaction be? That's what I'm
0: asking you. Uh, What
2: would you do? I don't think I would. I don't think your body would allow you to go into the big rig. Yeah. On purpose. I don't this think this is that, the most downer I, of a talking test I, I don't
0: think now we're killing babies. I don't and puppies. think
2: that it would allow you to do it. So I mean, you you could. I mean, if there's a, is there a third option where you fly off the side of there's the There's no to third the right? option. There's no third option. I mean, it's a you're in a very bad situation.
0: This is this talking test has been so disturbing. There's a couple of people that are going. Oh no! I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm hitting that big rig as hard I can so I don't have to listen to stupid anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta turn this damn show off by going well, under the truck
1: well I, I think that people act differently a lot more there are people who act completely in their own self-interest and there are other people who are far more uh, uh what's that word gosh I'm selfless selfless it's yeah.
2: very hard to kill yourself like that though if you're not sort of wired to do that now, no. let's
0: bring it back then uh so who will decide how this gets programmed? Will it be sort of a public health thing and the government will say under the circumstances you have to kill yourself uh, or will
2: it be each individual manufacturer? But you're not um, just killing yourself, right? You're potentially killing the truck driver.
0: Yeah, but it's not puppies, Tom. <laughs> so who will decide this I think is hopefully an interesting the truck, question. The truck Manufacturers
1: or governments or s- somebody else. Hopefully the truck isn't filled with nuclear waste. Okay, oh, so here right, it is. God. Let me take this back for just one step. Okay. It depends on who owns the car. If you don't own the car – You don't have a choice, right? So if this is the Google little bubble car that's going to take you around town all the time on an
2: Uber-type app... And they have taken liability like some of these car companies They're going to
1: act
0: to minimize any risk. Um, I believe that it will go this way. When you first get into your S and you can set up how the doors open and close and whether it (laughs) charges fast or not, there'll be a thing called puppy mode. And if you turn on puppy mode, the puppies survive. And if you turn it off... You're hitting the big rig.
2: Thank you. Is a perfect example of the sentence, but I digress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might have had to use that mode when I was driving in the South Sierras a couple of weeks ago. With like I talked on the show, I ran over at least two or three squirrels. Okay, squirrel
2: bug. Okay, so Puppy the squirrel—that's one thing. But what if it's a deer? Yeah, or an or a moose, right? Because the moose could kill you. Sure could. So could the deer. Yeah.
1: But
0: I digress. Um, <laughs> let's talk about SpaceX and money. Tom, please, was this you? Talk about money and SpaceX. Where's the money? Show me Where is the, the money. money? It's
2: a great article by The Fool, which is Motley Fool. Yes. Not not us. Because then it would be I... fools.com. <laughs> <laughs> so they looked into the financials of of SpaceX. They were trying to figure out what's the valuation of SpaceX. SpaceX a private company. Tesla has not offered to take over SpaceX. Up to this point Yet At this, at this juncture um, So Google Invested some money Which put the value Of SpaceX At about 12 billion dollars And They said The average cost For a launch Is about 62 million Government pays A little bit more And if they get To 18 this year That's 1.3 billion In revenue And sort of That places them At kind of A 9x Valuation On profit To earnings it's it's just it's an interesting article that sort of talks about whether or not they can be profitable in regards to are they at the same level of Boeing right now they're actually priced quite a bit higher than the other space companies like Boeing but they seem to have the momentum on their side. So I feel like at 12 billion dollars they're massively undervalued if they can continue to get this the relaunches uh, you know, the put the engines up and actually and make that work. So right now it's still sort of theoretical whether or not they can really save the kind of money that they want. Then the other question is, you know, Elon's talked about this time and time again. It, it's, he wants to make it cheaper for people. So let's say they can save this $25 million. Are they going to pass all of that along? Is SpaceX going to end up being this sort of altruistic company or is it another one of these like Elon wants it to be a two hundred billion dollar company like so SpaceX could actually fall into kind of a different kind of category of sort of the democratization it's like of, no, space, non-profit of space. A non profit of space potentially. But I I mean what do you guys think about that?
1: Depends on how much it costs to buy a acre of land on Mars as they continue to move towards colonizing mars which i think is elon's ultimate goal
2: but you're saying that like spacex so is it is it first on mars gets it because i think there are treaties about things i'm sure there are but if
1: there's you know you can't just buy the land on mars you actually need the life support system as well
0: he said in uh, recode that there's an enormous amount of money to be built to be made just transporting people to mars and then there'll be a whole different set of economies that are occurring there but i think that point is interesting because he's basically said that Tesla – I don't really care about making money out of Tesla. I'm trying to change things here. People who buy the stock want him to make money. This is a private company. It could be different. But I don't think that uh, Google is investing billions of dollars in there for altruistic reasons. They want to see a return on investment. So That's a good point. Um, who knows? But there is a road to significant profit here if everything – works out and that is reuse rockets and send up a lot of them
2: yeah i think there definitely is there's definitely some profit in here and so what what you know some people wanted to talk about uh like wanted to invest in spacex and at the end of this article they came up with a good way to do that buy Alphabet.
0: By Alphabet, because they are investing in SpaceX. in SpaceX, so that's so you your indirect inter- way of to get it. Yeah. Now there's a big long piece that you've got in here about um, everybody wants a piece of the cash
1: and apparently Cape Canaveral wants a piece of the
0: cash. <laughs> they Ripping do. What's them the off? deal.
1: Ripping off SpaceX. So if SpaceX is worth so much money yeah. and they're making so much money on every launch, why should they only pay forty five dollars to bring their barge back into Port Canaveral versus more than like other people pay? Other people at Port Canaveral pay, I don't know, $35 a ton instead of $3 a ton. Yeah. But that's about the most anybody ever pays at Port Canaveral. So they've decided they're having a meeting. It's coming up that they're going to charge SpaceX. Get this $500 a ton. What? 14 times more than any cargo. They're going to boost the fee to SpaceX. Why? Because they can. There's got
0: to be pretty, another reason. They said in here, didn't they, that, money. that there's some damage that uh, has occurred. Are they like f- racing this the barge back at full speed and crashing into a cable? I mean, River? they might
2: be. They do like speed over there in the Elon custom in the Elon companies. There's but, a lot of pictures in this
1: article. Yeah. It's really great to see what does this barge look like as they're navigating it back. But the reality is, they said there was quote some damage. Right. I'm sure it might have been more than $45 worth of damage, but I'm sure they could have just said to SpaceX, hey, hey guys, you just busted up a bunch of wood on the on the on the port can you please give us like sixteen hundred dollars to fix this so um this sounds
0: really bad but in the end your numbers here is this right uh only about fifteen thousand dollars it's gonna yeah, cost worst to bring the case scenario
2: back. it's fifteen thousand dollars when you're launching
0: a hundred million dollars worth of stuff this is uh not even a rounding so, error.
2: so when like the 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 satellite company gets the invoice from SpaceX, there'll be like a line item at the bottom. Will be like port fees. That's right. Fifteen thousand. So uh, one hundred and
0: eighty billion dollar satellite, and then, and then uh, yeah, hundred million dollars to send it into space. What is this? Fifteen thousand dollars? We're not paying that.
1: <laughs> so this just moves us towards the next, the next it's piece. The,
2: it's the solar panel option of the Prius dealer is what that fifteen thousand dollars well I don't is. know I, th-
1: I think there's somewhat of a philosophy thing here now yeah, SpaceX yeah, yeah. becomes the chump yeah, yeah and yeah. so who's what are they gonna charge them for the fuel or for the yeah. the what are the tugboat guys gonna co- charge them for bringing the
2: barge into the port I mean there's it's- definitely like a matter of principle in action here for sure which I think is not fair my guess is that this is again one of these public negotiations they're not gonna get Anywhere near close to $15,000, they're going to get – they're probably going to get somewhere about the 35. My favorite part of this article that you put here was they're paying under the category all items not otherwise specified. Which is true. It's a spaceship. Yeah. and what, That's not on the list. What
1: would they have to pay if the spaceship was all crumpled and smushed?
2: Well, I don't know. They probably wouldn't have to bring it back through Port Canaveral. That's they right. Can just, they could just, just leave it Push there. it over <laughs> to <into> the ocean. <laughs> That's right. They could go
1: to the front of the port and just dump it off in the front yeah. and say, hey, dredge your own port, right. you schmucks.
2: And I'm the angry one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, there's a way around this, Robert. What is the way around all this with South, the Cape Canaveral? South Texas. Talk to me. South Texas is where Tesla's been, or I should say, SpaceX, has been building its spaceport. It's near Brownsville, Texas. If you look on the map of the United States, Texas, you know, it has kind of like a a little piece, a big piece, that goes down, 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 down towards Mexico. Well, at the very bottom of it, on the other side of a river, which should probably technically be Mexico, it is where they're building their launch site. But there's a problem. What's the problem? The problem is the soil is too soft. Oh, they're, soft soil they're in trucking Texas. in 330,000 cubic yards of soil, 13 football fields tall of soil. Huge. That's a lot of soil. Who's, I wonder, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. I was All just right. wondering about the carbon footprint of this project. <laughs> well, the carbon of footprint
2: of SpaceX is very large. Uh, is my guess, and not being at all offset by the Gigafactories in any way, shape, or form. Actually, I have a question for you guys. So you mentioned Brownsville. Yes. Do you know who the most famous person I've ever heard of that came from Brownsville is? He was heavyweight champion of the world. Joe Frazier. Muhammad Ali? I believe it was Mike Tyson is from Brownsville. Really?
0: Who cares? Let's go on. Actually, Tom, it turns out that Mike Tyson was born in Brooklyn, so uh, we gave you a trivial piece of information that was also incorrect. Thank you, Talking Tesla. Um, Wow. (laughs) Now, uh, Robert, um, that's very exciting, but can you tell me about your little
1: phallus? (laughs) I should have seen that one coming.
2: Well, or not seen it coming, really. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of when I caught this story that uh, we missed, because on Father's Day, Blue Origin... Launched the little phallus. I mean, they launched their spaceship. <laughs> on Father's Day? On Father's Day. It was almost cloaked in complete silence. They've been very quiet of their four previous launches, of which they have recovered the rocket on every single launch. And they are reusing the exact same rocket.
2: But they haven't gotten into the big orbital situation. I haven't right? gotten really the, high. That's, that's, that's what says, yeah. right?
1: That's right. It's a smaller rocket. A very smaller rocket. And it only went up 62 miles. And they're expecting to use it just for space tourists or sort of low-altitude low, uh, low altitude experimentation.
2: And that medium-sized Amazon Prime box, I think, fits <laughs> nicely in it. Like, like you get a couple of USB cables and like a DVD in that thing. Uh. It's, uh, it's an
1: American-made <laughs> rocket, American-made engine. I think this is actually pretty good. Although, looking at it, I was very disappointed it looks... Like a little phallus well actually it 's quite
0: a large phallus if you go and stand next to it it 's very big, so I like this too. I, um, you know, there was a bit of a peeing match between bezos who 's Amazon and Blue Origin and Elon Musk, who is you know SpaceX. Uh, Elon keeps tweeting out every time that they do something interesting. Well, they're not real rockets. They don't go into real outer space. They they're go into not baby outer rockets. space. But I like you like this because I think every time you push this technology forward and you reuse stuff and you learn stuff, as long as it gets shared someday, that'll be good. But I just like it when billionaires compete to do interesting things. I'm not interested in space tourism. I'm interested in going to Mars and doing other stuff. But, Tom, I am very interested in ordering Amazon Prime and having a rocket bring it to my house five just minutes later. Sh-
1: <laughs> I guess you'd have to order quite a bit of material and be on a desert yeah. island far away from a UPS truck. Yeah. What's, what's the add-on item? Yeah.
0: That's what I, I just bought some stuff and I wanted one day shipping, and even though I had Prime, it was $3. In this case, using that rocket, it's going to be uh, $8.3 million. <laughs> like, I don't think I could <clears throat>
2: Oh, wait till tomorrow.
1: Amazon Hyperprime.
2: <laughs> in this business insider article there is one line that brings me a little bit of concern and maybe it's a mis- it's a typo. It says as the reusable rocket booster eases itself back to the launch pad, three parachutes will carry the capsule safely to the ground. The crew capsule is outfitted with retro boosters and a crushable structure in the event of an emergency. So there's an emergency they crush it? No, it crushes as it lands really hard. With you in it,
1: correct. It's like <laughs> crumple zone. One assumes that it's not the whole figure; it kind of defeats the purpose. Hopefully, your spine and aorta Which survive. It's odd. and
0: now who really cares? As long as there's no puppies in there. <laughs> yeah,
2: Reese- if a SpaceX rocket and a Blue Origin rocket are going up. <laughs> And they're both about to hit Mars. Do they do they automatically veer into each other to explode? Is oh, that the safety aspect? Of it? Recycled
0: BMW batteries. So this is from TechCrunch. BMW joins Tesla and Mercedes in doing home storage. Everybody's getting on this home uh, electricity storage, which Tom
2: hates. So they use. I don't hate this aspect of home storage. These batteries are six times bigger. Than the freaking power wall So
0: BMW is doing what you talked about many weeks ago Which is like you get the Camry batteries mm-hmm. And uh, they're not useful for the car anymore But you put them in series or in parallel Or however you do it And you stick them at the house and you yeah. run it So this is a really good use We've talked about it a number of times For batteries that are no longer good for use in the car But might be very appropriate for storage at home right. One assumes that this brings the cost right down And I've talked about it before At the point where my battery and my Tesla Is not so good for my Tesla I'd be happy to pop this out, and they're suggesting it here, yeah. that you basically can just pop it out of this car mm-hmm. and uh, stick it in a little box and shove it on the side of your house.
2: Boom. Right. So done. So you're, you're getting ready to send your car to the junkyard. You take the battery out. You attach it to the side of your house. They've got all the rest of it in. There's no additional – here's the key part of this to you, gentlemen, that you might not understand. There's no additional cost to you. You've already driven the car. The battery has worn out its driving life, but it probably still has – 20 kilowatt hours 25 kilowatt hours maybe it doesn't charge quite as fast maybe it doesn't have quite the same output but it's going to have more output than the power wall and it's going to have more overall input and it's not going to cost you anything there's there's much more limited overhead cost, so the payback which is the big issue for the power wall is less thank you very much
1: it makes more sense than to buy an ev as well because not only will your ev Power you around town yeah. to and fro for mm-hmm. the next four years or more. It will then serve your house for the following six years. Yeah. And we're going to go backwards to the sort of Beverly Hillbilly days when people have a bunch of cars just kind of parked outside of their house <laughs> with the tires degrading okay. and dirt all over the cars. <laughs> but there will be a plug going from the house
2: to the car. Right, but the rest, but the rest of the car can get mostly recycled if you you know you send it to a place rightly so, or parted out for other people's cars. And the battery doesn't hit the landfill until it's much more depleted.
0: I think the concept you're getting at here is that reuse is actually far more efficient than recycling.
2: Reduce or and, re- but, reuse, but the power is not something. even recycling. It's no, no. not reduce, re- it's not. No, reuse. So that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. You can
0: take these and try and recycle them, right. but actually, if you can reuse them, that is far more efficient. You save and, the
1: planet. And as I noted before, what happens when Tesla starts taking the old batteries from the cars that it's taken back or refueled mm-hmm. and then use those batteries in the power wall? Now the power wall is $1,000. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, fine.
0: Fair. We've made you happy? Yeah. Finally. Have I made you happy? The Prozac is kicking You always make
1: me happy, Tom, because we're going to talk about a train full of rocks. Train of rocks. So, Santa Barbara, there's a company there called Advanced Electric Railroad Storage, and they are putting together a- Great name, by the way. You like it? Ayers. 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 Ayers is building a second pilot project in where? Prump. Nevada. Paw Rump. Paw Rump. Paw Rump, everybody.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so in Paw Rump, they're building a train that goes up a hill, and the train is going to be filled with concrete and rocks and all kinds of construction debris. But pushing that train up the hill takes a ton of energy. And then when you have darkness, you can let the train slowly go down the hill. So, so go-
2: But this is the excess storage that they can't sell put through the grid or otherwise store that we're talking about correct
0: yeah this is that whole concept of you know the sun shines during the day we need to store we've talked about pumped hydro we've actually talked about this one before the real question is the cost i just read an article that said and again we talked about it last week the cost of solar and the cost of renewable energy production is now at least as cheap as and in many cases now cheaper than coal so now the problem is it's been estimated we need 100 to 1,000 times the amount of storage we have right now. We have essentially no good storage solutions. This is one of them. How much is it going to cost? That A lot of money. Key.
1: But the problem is is that you've got Las Vegas, which is very electricity dependent. They've put panels on most all of the large casinos, so they can power themselves very well in the daytime. And probably produce excess power but they have nowhere to put that excess power at this point
0: why don't they do this you uh you're in the big hotel uh (laughs) you choose one mandalay bay and it's got a lot of solar panels and you're making more energy than you need um there's hydraulic lifts that lift up mandalay bay during the day lift Mm. it up slowly using lots of energy and then at night the mandalay bay slowly comes back down to the ground
2: that would be cool. You never really took any sort of physics no, classes, No, right? I'm not aware of any <laughs> physics involved in that. How cool would that, that be? That would be really cool and actually people would probably show up and it would be kind of like, it would be better than the dancing waters at Bellagio. People would definitely right. be like, Mandalay Man- Bay's about to come down. <laughs> no, <But> stand, <laughs>
1: stay up all night watching.
2: But Plus it'd be time sad because you get to Mandalay
0: Bay and you get there at like you know, four o'clock in the afternoon to check in but you can't get to the door because the now the, the, <laughs> it's way up. It's like 200 feet above you and you can't get in. <laughs> right, I'm sorry.
2: Sorry. you'll have to check in at midnight midnight sir. when we've used the power
1: <laughs> just saying it's I just an idea I oh got it's not fully formed full. i want to no, stay on the 14th floor not. i mean the 24th floor
2: <laughs> i mean the i don't know what floor i'm on
0: Solar Road, let's do a quick one. Missouri's Department of Transportation is putting together some solar panels on part of Route 66. They're modular, they're replaceable, and this is the idea that uh, you will have the sun beating down on the freeway all day. There'll be solar panels in the freeway, and as you're driving your car, you'll have inductive charging. One day in the grand future, you'll have the sun that's charging the car as it's driving down the road, and it's all going to be great. And as these break, you can just replace them out. It's just new, interesting a lot of people are
1: talking about solar roads. This is solar freaking roadways. Remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was like a year ago. We no, talked yeah, about no, that. I remember yeah.
1: it. This is awesome. There's a
2: there's an there's one of your countrymen on the YouTube. We can put it in the show notes. I don't, I didn't list it here. That I watched pretty much just demolish the science behind this. Excellent. <laughs> just just destroyed it in terms of efficiency because he talked about road grime and shade and all kinds of other things and is that the most efficient use because we just we have all the space that's why people want to utilize it but would we be better off putting like solar tunnels over all of our roadways obviously not so great in like beautiful vista areas but for most of the place, like would we not be better off keeping them off the ground keeping the dirt off of them the snow off of them all the other things this guy goes like whiteboard to whiteboard to whiteboard because this particular road also has leds and he said like 25 percent of the power was going to just power the led uh lines tom again he's one of your people not my people don't burst thought, my bubble. I'm not bursting solar roads. Your
0: bubble. What could be wrong with it? Okay, all of the physics. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> what could through, be wrong with it? Math. Physics. PG&E is closing a nuclear reactor and replacing it with 100% solar. This is from EcoWatch. There is a nuclear reactor up the road from us, uh, near San Luis Obispo,
2: Diablo Canyon.
0: Diablo. It doesn't that mean the devil? devil?
2: It sure does. <laughs> Welcome to Diablo Canyon nuclear power.
0: So they are going to not renew their license in 2024 and 2025 when it comes up, and they are going to put in renewables, although this article doesn't actually say exactly what they're going to put in there. But PG&E is going to be 51% of the electricity. They're a big power producer here in California. 51% renewable by 2013, which is twenty thirty. by 2030, which is 1% more than they're going to be required to by the state That just happened. We are going
1: beyond what's required of Well us. beyond. 1%, 1% beyond. <laughs> and
0: ladies and gentlemen, this is the longest talking tester in history. It is not the best talking tester <laughs> in history. That
2: means that California
1: will be nuclear free. I just want to say that. That's is true.
2: there any Diablo and uh, San Jose Santa Santa closed. closed? It yeah. won't actually be nuclear free. They'll just be these n- big pots of nuclear sitting in the middle of the state not actually doing anything. I'm not sure that that's really great. Honestly, I think right?
1: lower, lower risk though when the big You know, seven point eight earthquake hits,
2: or or not, depending on how they're being maintained and stuff like that, right? Like, if we have
1: solar power keeping the 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 (laughs) rods cool, I feel a little more comfortable than having nuclear.
2: The the big uh, storage facility built Nevada was like, nah, we'd changed our mind about the big storage.
1: Yeah, Um, I
0: could go down seventeen different red holes here, surely. No, but I want to talk. I want to talk about one thing, which is the um, the induction zone. I've never heard of this. Uh, subduction, subduction zone Off the coast of uh, Oregon and California Where the plates, nice. yeah So you hear all the time about San Andreas And the big one that's coming and we're all going to die But uh-huh. this other thing Where the Pacific and the North American plate Are going underneath each other mm-hmm. yes. Is potentially like a thousand times bigger If that thing
2: goes, we're yeah. all dead But that's why they don't talk about it Forget you your electric You cars. don't have to worry about that one If <laughs> that one goes, goes it's over just The so whole you. earth may you know, Crack in half Demagnetize at that point let us. Here we go. What? How can you be bored about that?
1: Because oh that is—it's like discussing whether or not we're in the Matrix.
2: I've been having that discussion with people. Have you? Since we talked Are about we? that, have you act any, asked anybody about what they think about that? So yeah. you have these questions, and then you bring up the Sims, and you see this light go on in people's head. It's really trippy to watch. I them. have talked they, to most
0: people, yeah. and they look at me with that little head that kinks sideways, like <laughs> like a dog. You're an idiot. I'm like. But it's Elon, and we're yeah. living in a sim. They're like, so, oh, my God, you've so got way too time. much time. Is it- Let's do uh, some letters. So uh, we've got more letters than we can do, and we'll do some more next week. So Joe, Joseph Stinton. Is that right? Yes. Yes. He sent us a little thing that said, you know, I've lost my keys and I've got to get a new fob and uh, it's a pain in the butt. And I wanted to use my Apple Touch ID to get into my app that will automatically turn on the car, and uh, the current Tesla app doesn't let you do that. You have to put in a password. It's a pain in the butt. No. And he reminded me that Remote S, which you can buy, it's an app on the App Store for iOS, um, actually lets you do that. And I can say that I have done that and it's very good. And I can also say that 50% of the time Remote S works Every time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: works to do the, to do what you want it to do? Yeah,
0: you could just tap on like start the car and then you just use your uh, fingerprint and it'll start the car. But it only works half the time because most of the t- – half the time it says the servers at Tesla are overwhelmed. You can't do this right now. I'm like, well, that's bloody great. So it's great.
2: going through Tesla servers? It's using their – Server at some yes. point to access the data, so
0: that was very interesting. But it's not working most of the time. Evie's a bit of your health, so we've got this guy called Stefan, and he is a New Zealand doc who's in Australia, and uh, he said, "Mate, we should be pushing as physicians on this show the fact that uh, internal combustion engines are really bad for people's health. <coughs> just look at China, just look at India. So that's another reason that we should be, you know, pushing this. It'll save lots of money, and uh, you know." Just like the cigarette industry, the ice industry doesn't like to talk about the fact that their cars are killing you. So I like this, Stefan. I think we Um, should have one
1: of those labels on every car car ad. Yeah. Warning. This vehicle puts out noxious chemicals that are harmful to your health and then show people with like, you know, part of their jaw
2: missing. (laughs) Yeah, that… That's, and no more car advertising so, on TV either.
0: No uh, very attractive women with you flowing could, dresses. We just have people with jaw cancer. And Norway. Easier, also, say goodbye sports. Norway. <laughs> Norway. Yeah. Norway's, Norway. No ice cars by 2025? Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay, here's another letter Somebody's by got John Balls. Wow. John Madison. Norwegian Balls. John Madison letter. <laughs> My God. John Madison. The only good thing is that there's like 12 other potentially good names for this.
1: <laughs> we could call them Norwegian shreddy balls. <laughs> John Madison sent us
0: a letter. And the summary is, uh, why don't we have all of the photovoltaics on the top of the Gigafactory? Why don't we have them at the superchargers? And he says he thinks it's going to cost a lot of capital to do that Wait. He's very trusting and i think with all of these new acquisitions of tesla and solar city at some point they'll put the money towards that stuff i'm just saying i think they should do it now for public relations but reasons we,
2: but we but we've done the math on this right and they can't they're just not it's not an, it's not efficient enough for the cost right it's to, to yeah it's a mar, it would be a marketing ploy it's, right it's
1: just the little why don't we just put tesla why don't we put the the hood in the top of the tesla and make them solar panels Cause they won't it's pass just the not going to work yeah right <laughs> so I was thinking, why not do the solar freaking roadways underneath the Tesla charging stations? Then when a ICE car pulls in, it can start flashing, asshole, asshole, and then that person knows to not park there. And or if your car is stopped charging, that little um, parking space can flash red to let everybody know that that car is not charging and should be moved. Isn't the Prius plug in an ICE car? It's half ICE.
0: What are you saying, Tom? Shut up. All right. Who wants to do uh, – do you want to do this last one? Which
2: one? The one, one from David, David from orc- orc- Urquhart? Do you know how to pronounce that last word?
1: David was great. He wrote <laughs> two <laughs> very heart. long, very well-structured uh, responses to us. And this one about uh, having a douchebag fee for people who hang out at the Supercharger – while they're not charging or people who drive up and park and don't even plug their car in but because it says Tesla parking they park there. And so he's got a number of ideas as well how to deal with the big uptick in number of supercharge capable cars when the Model 3 comes out. And uh he postulates there could be three different plans, a plan in which, you know, you buy your car, you get 12 supercharger sessions and then you're done. You have to pay for it. Or you pay for an additional fee and you get some additional supercharging sessions. Or you pay for it all up front and you get supercharging for the life of the car. Tom?
2: So the plan one, that gets you in a 200 mile car, gets you two trips up north to the Fremont factory, basically. If if it's full sessions, basically. and And you talk about that a little bit more, like what constitutes a session? Is it a full charge? I don't love this idea. I know it's not Tesla's idea it's it's David's idea it's, it's it's an interesting concept but now what is part two part two is uh
1: encouraging destination chargers those are the chargers that are at like hotels yeah. to in, to put in the full 80 watt charge capable uh plugs so that people can cycle through and of course if you arrive at 10 o'clock at night like I did last week's show you're not going to be unplugging your car at three o'clock in the morning but also, encouraging everybody to get the large uh, dual chargers on their car so they can charge at the full 80 amps. Now, which... it's
0: interesting because Tesla was really trying to hide that they didn't want to, they were having right. trouble with this fast 80 amp chargers. They wanted you to have a single charger in there. And for the X, I actually had to go and get the option of giving the 72 amp charger. So, I agree with you. I think we need that fast, not really super fast, charging because it allows you to get those cars in and out much quicker. So, but Tesla, they, they had some I problems with that. That's kind of cost uh, shifting. Chargers.
1: It's cost shifting. It's making infrastructure more expensive. I'd say it's probably cheaper to just have instead of two instead of one 80 amp charger, just have two forties and put them in between like four parking spaces, so you can just shuttle the plug around from one car to the next. Nobody's designing charging locations. The way I would charge – the way I would design charging locations. How would you –
0: this is interesting because when I first got an electric car, I was worried about this charging thing at the beginning because uh, even at LAX, which had lots of charges, people would go to New York for the weekend, plug their car in, and all the charging spots were taken. So the only way I can really think about how this gets fixed is some person that goes around and plugs and moves cars. But how do you do it?
1: Go. Do you remember that snake-like, very creepy-looking charge that – uh, elon created or somebody at elon's shop created that would plug itself into the car well imagine the snake thing sticking out in the middle of four parking spaces you and you have dual-sided charging right this is something i've said tesla should have done a long time oh, ago I like that is put a charge port on either side of the car what could that add in expense or complication like little or nothing and so you back into a spot sorry mel you back into a spot and then you just dial into your big screen i'm going to the movies for the next two hours and 45 minutes and i need a charge to go 20 miles when i'm done done the whole network then goes and that little doohickey comes out and says oh tom's been charging here for four hours and he's got more miles than he needs for the next four days i'm going into robert's car and boom the system is done i don't understand it why aren't we there um. That's interesting, and I think I'd love if I don't know how much it would
0: cost, but I'd also like charges up the front so I don't have to back in. So uh, one on the left, one on the right, one at the front. How's that, mate? But I like this idea of it using just this turns technology. The whole
2: car into a charger, just fifteen plugs all the way around it. What the
0: hell is wrong? Maybe with Maybe in, maybe inductive charging. <laughs> is inductive, the way to go. yeah. Inductive maybe just like every but char- even the every the inductive spot. charging
2: is basically going to be front or back specific for yeah, the most it's pretty part, spirit. right?
0: Um. We're going to continue to discuss these things, but I think after four and a we half are? hours on of show. this show, we should stop. Have a great day, everybody. Ladies, Drive safe, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. His name was Robert. That guy over there is Tom. My name's Mel. This was the longest, not the best, <laughs> talking Tesla. In also,
2: history. it it had portions It was the saddest, sad, saddest. angriest. It was the fortiethest. It was the dirtiest, <laughs> and I think and we it had the up,
0: most interesting names. Ended S- on a high note. Sweaty fellas balls. From nowhere, <laughs> We did end on a high note. We're just trying to solve some problems. Thanks for your letters. More next week. Bye-bye. Keep it okay. coming. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we've been... Talking.
1: Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. Talking.
1: Talking.
0: Talking. 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 Talking Tesla.